Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Christy. We're just two gals in our 20s trying to live our best type 1 diabetic lives. Every week we tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we offer tips, we are not medical professionals, but we also offer plenty of anecdotes and general thoughts about how to embrace the type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not always easy to do through all of the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hi guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Christy. And for today's episode, we're going to discuss... Traveling with type 1 diabetes. We're really trying... Was that not clear? I mean, I feel like it's always a little bit... It's always there. It's the underlying... It's the pre-existing condition, if you will. Not to get political. I will. thank you. Anywho. <laughs> great start, great start. Any. <laughs> Anywhoville. Um, so yes, I did a fair amount of traveling this week. I went by bus from Boston to New Jersey and then from New Jersey back up to Boston. And I don't know, it just kind of got me thinking about my own little travel routine because I absolutely have little quirks and things that I do when I'm preparing to travel and even on the trip just to make it as painless as possible. So we thought we'd chat about some of those today. Yeah, and um, you know, as someone who studied abroad with type 1 diabetes, I definitely have some tips and tricks and uh, horror stories to share that, you know, aspects that I've learned that I wish I had thought of before. So definitely going to just talk about our experiences here. So if you'd like to take it away, Christy, what's your first tip? My first tip is to make sure that everything you have, medication and insulin, all of that stuff-wise, make sure it is safely stored. My mom gave me this beautiful, well, it's actually kind of ugly, but it's a great size (laughs) and it fits the bill. It's just like a little satchel that is insulated on the inside with that silver wrapping. So if you put a little ice pack in there and you have your insulin separated so it doesn't freeze over, it's just the perfect little carrying case. And it's the type of thing that you want to keep with you if you're like me and you like to travel with as little baggage as possible like I just had my backpack with me so I could transport the satchel and then as soon as I get to my destination and I want to transfer to a smaller bag I don't have to think about it I don't have to worry about if I'm where I'm going is hot and is my insulin going to be affected by the warmer temperatures I just have it taken care of one less thing to worry about um on that note I'm gonna jump into my first story which is really basically my only story that is of relevance. Anyways, I was studying abroad because hashtag blessed. I studied abroad in London and the last 10 days, my twin sister, shout out Twister, Laura and I, uh, we went traveling around Italy and France and wow, I'm so spoiled, but it was beautiful and amazing. And I had about, I want to say two months worth of supplies left as far as insulin and diabetes pumps and Dexcoms. Actually, I'm not even sure if I was on the Dexcom then. I'm sure I was, whatever. I had that with me. And before leaving for London, which was for an entire semester, so I had a full six month, um, a six month supply when I went overseas and I used everything up and everything was great and was going according to plan. Then, you know, 
kind of leaving the refrigerator type of situation low-key, not backpacking, like we were going to hotels, but traveling a lot, taking insulin out a lot. We were in Italy in this beautiful little town called Bordehera, and it was just beautiful weather, whatever. We get to the hotel, and I take out my insulin, which, again, I had about two months left supply-wise, and I, you know, I'm telling the the hotel, I'm like, okay, make sure you put this in the refrigerator, not the freezer, and the guy was like, oh, okay, yeah, of course, I was like, it's my insulin, refrigerator, refrigerator, he spoke English enough that I thought he'd under, he understood, but imagine my surprise, shock, and horror two days later when he hands me back my insulin, and it was my uh, lunchbox that I had left it in for them when I when he handed it back to me it was so cold I immediately was like was this in the refrigerator or the freezer and he was like refrigerator and I'm like you, the one that's less cold and he goes oh no and I'm like what and I open it and all of my insulin was frozen solid and of course even if I had defrosted it like you can't use it at that point once the the temperature is affected affects the solution that much and I just had this moment of sheer panic being like, I'm in Italy. My doctors are in the U.S. Like, I don't know the healthcare system here. I don't have any of my prescriptions that are, like, still valid because it was at the leg, like, the last leg of my tour, if you will. And I was just freaking out. And I was like, oh, my God, am I going to have to go see a doctor and get diagnosed in Italy? Like, I had no idea how this worked. So I was freaking out was very mean to my sister for the next like 12 hours even though she was trying to help me I was like I'm gonna die I don't have my insulin like I had just been diagnosed less than a year before this happened um maybe exactly one year because I was diagnosed the summer before my sophomore year of college and this was junior year junior spring but I we take the train to Milan because that's where we were scheduled to go. And I was like, okay, this will be a big city. Someone will be able to speak English to me. You know, like, it'll be fine. And I'm freaking out. I'm leaving messages left and right, like, using up all this international data that I had never turned on because I was terrified to use. And I was like, well, this is an emergency. I can use this. And I get to Italy, and I go to the pharmacy, like, right away. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have nationalized health care. Like, you don't need a prescription for insulin. And I'm like, What? And they're like, oh, yeah, just pay us, like, 60 euro, and we'll give you, like, three vial, or I, it might have been 60 euro a vial, honestly, which is ridiculously expensive, but I guess if you don't have insurance, it's not that bad. I don't know. They gave me insulin, and I went on my merry way, and I was completely fine, but the moral of the story is, I think there's, like, five morals, so I'll break it down for you. Number one, make sure you know how to say please keep this in the refrigerator in whatever language of whatever country you're going to. Yeah, when Emily was recapping this, I was like, just write that down in every language that you could possibly come across yeah. in the country you're going to, just so you have a cheat sheet just ready to go at hand. And Fridge, not freezer. Yeah, fridge, not freezer. Also, you know, like, write down any medical emergency situations, I would definitely write that down, you know, translate it, you know, a sentence, I am a type one diabetic, like insulin dependent, you know, like if passed out, take me to hospital, you know, like whatever, write that down in whatever language, wherever country you're going to, maybe add a few languages in there just to be safe, who knows, but 
also really important to bring an updated prescription. I know in some cases that's not feasible, but at least write down what your normal amount is because my doctors are amazing. Shout out, like I do every time, to Naomi Berry's Diabetes Center. They clinic. Wow, I can't remember which one it is. That's embarrassing. But they are very good at be like I can reach them whenever, but I'm not entirely sure how many they over they give me more insulin than I need, you know, just in case something happens to one. So I didn't know how many vials I usually get. Like it was just this whole thing. So make sure you have an updated prescription. Um also make sure just for peace of mind that you're able to contact your parents or your significant other or whatever in case of emergency. That sounds so stupid, but because of the time difference, I really couldn't contact anyone in the States. Um, So I was a little bit shit out of luck there (laughs) for, I think, a good, like, six hours. I was just having a panic attack on a train to Milan and couldn't reach anyone. Um, But I made it, guys, so don't worry. That's, like, my whole tangent Moral of the story, translate everything, make sure you have supplies, make sure you are on top of it at all times because diabetes does not rest. Okay, what's our next wow, thing? Wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, I get it. <laughs> that was that was lovely. Yeah, your traveling is a little bit more exotic to mine. This was literally me on like a Greyhound bus to New Jersey. Um, if you are a routine traveler though and you're not – in Milan. Oh my god, I feel I'm such a jerk. I know. <laughs> no, not at all. That's just like I'm super jealous, and that's something I need to deal with on my own time. <laughs> I had a great um, time, guys. But Would recommend Border Hair too. It's beautiful. Just no one speaks English, which is fine. Like they shouldn't. They're in Italy. What? Okay, continue. <laughs> it's on my list of things to get to all of all of the Italian places. Um, but yeah, since I have a pretty regular routine when I take the bus and or train from Boston to New Jersey and then Jersey back to Boston after my trips home to see the fam are completed, um, I have my favorite way of just kind of scheduling out the day to make sure that I'm not dealing with like a low on a bus because that would just be so frustrating. Um, I always have a bottle of juice with me. The, that's the times when I leave the leave the juice boxes home. Um, I just want to make sure that like if I have a low, I know for sure that I have enough juice and I have enough of what I need. So I have like my monster juice, I was about to call it a juice bottle, but it's not a, like it's a juice box, but it's a bottle of juice, if you will. Um, And then just like the glucose tablets, just just in case for whatever reason you get stuck on this bus or this train, you just don't want to think about that stuff. But um, to avoid hopefully needing any of that, I tend to get myself, because I live in New Jersey and the bagel situation there is just prime, I wait until I am boarded on my long five-hour bus, because I do have a connecting bus um, that gets me to New York both ways. So I wait until I'm on my like five-hour long bus, and I'm all settled in my seat. I usually leave my backpack next to me so no one can sit next to me because I like privacy on the bus. Hashtag no new friends. Um, exactly. And then usually because it's just such a long drive and like I said, I just don't want to deal with a low on public transportation, I tend to underdo the bolus just a bit. I mean, I'm not moving around so it's not like my blood sugar should be should be dropping rapidly. But just to play it safe, um, if I know that I'm not someplace where I can get to another 
source of juice, like a store or something like that, if you're on a bus or train that's not planning on stopping, which is typically what I do, I'm on the express, um, I just like to not think about it. So I have my big meal when I board the bus, and that typically carries me over. I don't think I've ever had below. Knock um, on wood. I always have, like, granola bars and stuff like, yeah, truly, just did it. Um, yeah, I always have other snacks with me and whatnot, but because I like to just travel with my backpack if I can, especially if it's a short trip, I can't overstuff the bag with snacks, so I'll have, like, a couple granola bars, you know, gotta be reasonable, there's only so much room in your pack. I just, you know, overpack to the extreme, but think that feeds into my anxiety issues but alas at least I have like 30 juice boxes on me that's an exaggeration it's not 30 it's like five (laughs) well if I'm if I was only home for three days and I only really needed to be dressed for one day so I got away with the one backpack for this but trust me when I go home for Christmas and whatnot I have like two suitcases with me for a couple of weeks I am ridiculous true I mean you do what you gotta do like oh so many things I know. I don't think that really has as much to do with, like, diabetes as it is just me not knowing what I'm going to want to wear on a certain true, day. And true. I'm so panicked it's your that prerogative. I'm going to want a certain sweater. And you know, sometimes know you need just, to bring like, latch. five different colored pairs of jeans. Like, sometimes you just need that in your life. Because then you have the assurance and the peace of mind that if you want to wear a certain colored jean, then you have it. Just like if you're going to need five juice boxes, then you have it. Exactly. Anyways, um, my yeah, you were saying something about temperature before. Yeah, I'm like that was just like a knowledge bomb that you dropped on. Me, so please share that with the listeners. I mean, again, if any, I'm not a medical professional. I have had diabetes for only three years, which my anniversary is like literally, I think this week or next week. Um, so yeah, I think I was gonna say Mazel Tov. I know, right? Like, I don't know. Thanks a lot, pancreas, but like also depressing AF. Anyways, we're getting through it. Donate to my Join Me page for juvenile diabetes research. Um, I'm going to post a link on on our Instagram and on our Facebook for that. But anyways, enough enough about that. I am from Jacksonville, Florida. In case you missed our first episode, you should go check that out. It definitely plays a role in my diagnosis story. But for those unfamiliar with Jacksonville, Florida, it is a hot, hot place. One day, I left my credit card sitting in the console of my car, and the numbers melted off. So I don't know what kind of fresh hell you living in, but that's Jacksonville, <laughs> heat-wise. Um, beautiful city, river and ocean, can't complain, but I do all the time. Anyways, <laughs> wow, I cannot stay on track. What is life? So I experience, and this this goes beyond Jacksonville. Like if I'm laying on any beach for an extended, like for any time more than like 30 or 40 minutes, depending on if the weather's above like 85 degrees, I will start to go low. Um, I'm not entirely sure if this has to do with being on a pump, if this has to do with, you know, like the certain constant drip, if you will, of the insulin. But I literally will drop because and I've talked to my doctors about this apparently there's some valid like it's valid somewhat but your when your heart rate increases obviously you know your body's absorbing insulin more efficiently and this is why a lot of times you're while well, you go low you know after working out or walking or so the sun even though my heartbeat isn't like you know, beating out of my chest. It's not like I'm wheezing or and knock on wood or anything like that. But 
it still is, puts a stress on your body and any type of stress on your body can alternate your blood sugar. So I found that I need to do a temp basal decrease um, somewhere, like I start at 20% decrease and I kind of go up from there depending on how long I'm going to be outside. But I have gone low from just chilling by the ocean, by the pool, and it's just a struggle and a half. But you do the temp basal, you stay on top of it, you check. Like a lot of times I'll actually finger stick instead of just going off my Dexcom because that temperature can also throw off your Dexcom a little bit. Um, You never really know. And I'm very, very all over it all the time, which is, I don't know if that's healthy, but this is real. This is me. Um, Also, when I was first diagnosed, I wasn't aware that I needed to bring like a pack to the beach, like an in, like the insulating thing that uh, Christy brought up, where to keep my insulin cool because you know I don't know I was an idiot, but I would take my you know go sit at the beach for two hours in the sun with my insulin just normal, and then like would go to change my pump two days later and using that same insulin and I was having like crazy highs and I was like what's going on and I was making all this insulin expire because of the Florida heat because I wasn't keeping it insulated. So definitely make sure if you're taking your beach vacation that you bring an insulating pack with you or even if you're just walking around in like Puerto Rico and it's like 100 degrees, if you're just outside for a while, that's a big a big deal too. So Yeah, just just make sure that your insulin is kept cold, but it's not directly against the ice pack. Because, like Emily was saying before, you don't want to, you don't want to freeze it. So keep. So I actually keep mine directly against the ice pack. Really. And it's fine, but it depends. It's never frozen over. No, no, no. It depends because my ice pack is like, it's like saran wrap together to make sure it like nothing leaks a little bit. So I'm not entirely sure. I also usually put down a layer of paper towel. Does that count? Mm-hmm. Okay, then maybe mm-hmm. it isn't directly. I think, I mean, even the cap that goes over, I mean, I'm talking about the insulin pen, but even like oh. the cap that goes over should offer some kind of protection to it. I leave mine in I'm my box, weary. my vial box, so it has that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. I'm just weary of having the insulin directly against a source of like frozenness like that I just feel like that's a bit extreme but I mean as long as it's not frozen over and you don't I mean take out like a solidified insulin pen you're probably fine it's just better safe than sorry because like I was talking about I don't know if it was our last episode or the episode before that it is so uncomfortable and such a horrible headache to use spoiled insulin and the way that it can get spoiled I don't think this is what happened to me I think it was just a bad pen but the number one way I should think that um, insulin can go bad is if it's not in the proper temperature range. So just again, like Emily said, peace of mind, just keep it, keep it chilled, especially if you're going to be out in the sun, because that's the last thing you want to be thinking about Right. when it's like summer and you're out traveling. The last thing you want to be thinking about is like, is my insulin safe? Like just know that it is. Right. Make it, make it one less one less thing. Right. And I, I guess um, another big distinction between, you know, different types of caring, like different types of how you manage your diabetes is my insulin pump is an Omnipod pump. And so I don't have to unplug when I go to the beach. I know a lot of other um, 
pump users do have to unplug when they go to the beach or, you know, when they hit the water or whatever, go in the ocean. But that's what I, that's one of the reasons why I chose Omnipod because it has no tubing that's visible and, you know, I can just go jump in the pool and be fine and not have to do anything. But with that comes the need to lessen my insulin manually instead of, you know, just having, oh, because I, I do talk to my friends in JDRF and, you know, my pancreas pals like Christy, and she uses pens, obviously, as I always bring up. And it's just different the way we, we manage things. So if you don't have to unplug, I mean, if you have to unplug it, this might not be an issue for you at all as far as fluctuating numbers because you could not be going low because you could not be getting any insulin. So maybe your numbers are fine. Yeah. And then just kind of last minute tips. Make sure that you have plenty of whatever you need. I know I brought home too many needles and an entire extra pen of Novolog and Lantus Again, just in case something happened to the ones that I had opened, extra lancets. Just, again, you don't want to think or be worried about, did I bring enough of this? I don't know if half of them melt or break somehow. You're still covered. I say overpack. Always. You don't need to go crazy and bring an entire box of needles home for a three-day trip. But I have a little pouch that I keep my insulin pens in and there's no reason not to just stock it with needles just you know back up be so safe like our last episode back it up back it up um also i know we are probably about to wrap up i feel like this has been a solid little uh tangent for us Mm -hmm. but stay stay hydrated you don't want to be peeing the entire time on the bus or train because that's just a hassle and gross because have travel bathrooms are never happy i'm that's a separate that's a separate podcast that needs to tackle that. Oh <laughs> um, what I'm what I'm just saying is make sure you have a bottle of water with you because as anyone with type one knows, whether you're high or low, honestly, my number one source of comfort in this world is just water. Whatever condition I am dealing with, it calms me down, it soothes me, it honestly does help with blood sugar. So it really does. Just make sure you make sure that you have a bottle of water with you. You can also get whatever drink you want get a coffee get a tea whatever whatever you want that's non-alcoholic you're on public transportation what's wrong with you um Um, get your wine on that airplane you do what you gotta do this is a judgment-free zone all right i was traveling greyhound and they say specifically whatever's legal i'm i'm just yes i'm just saying within policy have whatever other drink you want but make sure that you have a bottle of water that will last you the duration of your trip again especially if you're not stopping express bus buses and trains are super convenient but you do have to note the limitation of being able to stop for something and if you're traveling by yourself and all you have is what you can carry on your body you just want to make sure that you don't have to deal with an insane low or if you do that you're prepared for it because it there's nothing more awkward I would assume luckily I've never dealt with this than like looking around the bus like hey who's got some carbs for me true so just have just have everything you need I would say have the big bottle of juice and like maybe even then also a juice box I mean I've done that in my day when I've had enough room in my backpack because then if you have a regular low you can just have the juice box and still have your backup source right or throw in some starbursts if you're you're short on room 
you know? Yeah. Back up your backup is basically what And then back up we're your backup last backup. week's theme into this. <laughs> back up your backup's backup. That is a tongue twister. All right, that is my traveling spiel for today. Yeah, we hope we haven't scared you, but rather empowered you to be able to go travel and see this beautiful world despite having this disease. There are Instagram accounts yeah, n- dedicated none of, none of to that. Is, none of this is supposed to be a, de- a deterrent. Anyone to yeah. like, limit it. No, you should travel. You should go visit friends and family. You should go places you've never been. You should go to countries you've never been. Um, just yeah. learn from our stories. And Study abroad was the one of the best five months of my life. No regrets. Oh, yeah. I, knew, I, I wish I had had time to go in college, but these four years, man, did they just go. But we'll talk about that next week. Oh, yeah. Congrats to Christy because she is almost it's graduated. It's not time yet. But you're almost, so close. Almost, almost. You are so close. And I know. It's wild. If you can hear me tapping my fingers anxiously on the desk there, um, it is wild. But again, we will deal with that on a later day. And meanwhile, I'm a washed up graduate a year out just <laughs> working that job. You're not washed up. You're employed and thriving. Your messy bun is on point. No one else can see but me, but it's true. Oh my God, it rhymed and I felt um, it. I felt it in my heart and in my core. Illy, illy. I'm so glad. Pinkers Pals are out. Have a great week and thanks for listening. <laughs>